Pincus, amongst his many great things, Rav Pincus was an unbelievable davener. For anybody who knew him, he wrote a sefer on tefillah, a beautiful sefer. Maybe some of you have learned. If you didn't, I hope one day you learn it. I personally went through his sefer. He wrote a beautiful sefer on tefillah called Sharam B'Tefillah. Those that knew him personally, he was an outstanding... Welcome, Daniel Yankin. He was, he, was, he was an outstanding davener, Rev Pincus. And, and one day, Rev Pincus, there was a new part to Yad Vashem, to the Holocaust Memorial. They added a new section to the, to the Holocaust Museum. And Rev Pincus wanted to go see it. This great tzaddik... This unbelievable davener, he wanted to go see this new section of the Holocaust Museum. And he goes, and he goes, and he, he goes to the Holocaust Museum. So Rapinkis goes, Rabbi Sai, to the Holocaust Museum. And later on that day, he goes to Davin Mincha, and he has one of the worst feelings he had in a long time. He couldn't be mechaven. His mind was just fried. He couldn't be mechaven. And he was very, very upset. For a person who worked for years to focus, to concentrate and talk to Hashem, he had a Davin that he was very unhappy with. So Repinkus goes on a walk. And in the middle of the walk, he starts screaming, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. Lies! 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 A Talmud sees him screaming lies, which is how we know the story. He said, Rebbe, like, what are you, what's a lie? Where, his Rebbe's walking saying it's a lie. What his Rebbe told him is he saw pictures from the Holocaust that he had never seen before. And pictures absolutely lie. And I want to explain to you what type of lies pictures have. And then I wanted to try to paint for you a scene of what I went through the last 72 hours. <laughs> pictures lie. Did you, do you know my wedding, my chasna, I have a video of my chasna. I don't know if I've ever seen the video. I don't want to see the video of my wedding. There is nothing in the world more disappointing than seeing the video of a wedding you like. If you go to a wedding of a friend and you watch the video, you will be unbelievably disappointed. Why? The event was crazy. It was the night of your life. You watch the video, it's always a letdown. Why? I'll tell you a bigger chiddush. I'll tell you a, a more mundane I'll tell you a mundane chiddush. You'll once watch a game that was like the best game you ever went to. Never watch it again on video. Never. Why? It's a video. It's exactly what happened. It's exactly... You know, when somebody looks at a picture and, you know, sometimes you'll have a person looks at a picture. If you ever have a sister, she looks at pictures. I look terrible in this picture. That's you. I mean, sorry. That's you. So what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? But somebody's. I look terrible. So I don't know what to say. So why am I saying in a video or of a picture of event? Why am I saying not to see it? If the event was great, shouldn't the video be great? The answer is Rabbi Say. The video cannot capture the feelings that were existing then. If you're at a chasna. What's amazing wasn't the voice of the singer. It wasn't the quality of the move of the dance. It was the feelings that Tzibur and the Chassan had. If you have a Chassan that everybody loves, there's sparks flying in the wedding hall. If you see a video of that, it's minus the feelings. You're like, oh, it wasn't as good as I thought. Lahavdil, if you're at a ball game... Half of what's at the ball game is the anticipation, the excitement, the crowd's nerves. No video conquers that. It's like, I don't get the big deal. Huh. It's overrated. 
It's overrated because you don't get the feelings that were going on. I'll tell you a chiddush. Never show a Talmud of a Rebbe. Klal Yisrael has printed many svarim from different great people shmuzim. Sichais Musar is who shmuzim, Rabbi say? Rabbi Chaim Shmulev, it's the Mir Rosh Yeshiva. Divrei Leiv is who shmuzim? Who shmuzim is Divrei Leiv? <laughs> What's the Rosh Hashimah of Chavetz Chaim? What's the name of his Shmuzim? Chedushi Aleiv. Chedushi Aleiv is the Shmuzim of the Chavetz Chaim Rosh Hashimah. Never ever show Talmidim the Sefer of their Rebbe Shmuzim. They'll always say it didn't do justice. I know Rev Freifeld's Talmidim get frustrated by the Sefer put out of his Shmuzim. They say it didn't do it justice. But there's nobody, can do, nobody's a good writer. My father learned Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. Don't try to show him Sichai Smusser. It doesn't do it. I mean, they wrote it accurately. They wrote over the Shmuzim. You know why it's inaccurate? Reb Chaim Shmulevitz was in love with his Talmidim. And they reciprocated the Ava. They loved him. There were sparks flying when he spoke. Do you know what it means when two people were in love spoke? When he spoke to his Talmidim, the level of connection that existed, they knew each other. They understood each other. You can't capture that in a Sefer. You can write down word for word. You can video it. A video wouldn't be accurate. If you saw a video of him to Talmidim, you say, I don't get the big deal. Because a video can't <sighs> capture feelings. A video can't capture what's going on a whole inside world. Reb Chaim spoke to his Talmidim, there was connection. There, there was a relationship, they understood each other, they got each other. He was talking with love. They were listening with love. They, they loved him, they were crazy. My father talks, it's 50 years ago. My father still talks about a kiss he got from Reb Chaim Shmulam. It's 50 years later. Could you capture a shmuz from a yid that you had such ava for could you then write, jot it down, or video it, and expect somebody to understand? It will never capture the, the insides of what was going on. Red Pincus was screaming, it's a lie, it's a lie, Rabbi say. Red Pincus was screaming, it's a lie, because he saw Holocaust pictures. And he felt the pictures challenged his emuna. He didn't dive in a good minch after because the picture showed a Jew beaten. So he said, it's a lie! It showed a tough Nazi and a Jew bent over, beaten. But inside there was emunah. In the Nazi there was emptiness, there was Gehenim. And inside the Yid was emunah. Inside the Yid was thinking, I trust you, Hashem, I believe in you, and Hashem. The picture can't capture that. So Repinkus was screaming, it's a lie, it's a lie. The pictures lied. They didn't tell the story correctly and he felt that the pictures ruined his mincha because he saw an untruth that didn't capture the premius, the reality. So I want to, I don't like when people use words, they say there are no words. I could say about the Shabbos I just went through, I can take the cap out. I said, there are no words. It can't be explained. I would like to try to explain you the Shabbos. I would like to extract a little bit different things that I feel I owe the guy. It's your chevra, it's our chevra, that I was just zeichet to spend 72 hours, but I want to try to give over as best as I can. There are all different aspects of the Shabbos that I want to share with you as best to, to try is to use words. Pictures mean nothing. If you saw pictures, you didn't see anything. Zero. Videos mean nothing. I want to try to verbalize some of the things that videos and pictures can capture. Videos can show some people dancing together. So what? You do not understand the chasna if you watch the video of the wedding. Somebody who was there maybe can describe the electricity of it, the pneumious of what was going on. You could see a video of Reb Chaim Shmulab, it's Reb Henech Libwitz saying shir to his Talmidim. A video would capture nothing, it's just a lie. You'd say, I don't get the big deal. He says, nice tire, you know? Nice, you know what the tire of a Rebbe and a Talmud will connect? 
What I want to say, Rabbi say, people saw us when we, when, we, when we arrived in the airport, two buses besides multiple cars. Two buses besides multiple cars were in the airport together. People were losing their minds to describe people all over the airport running to see what's going on. Now, they've seen dancing in their lives. It's probably somewhat unusual to dance in an airport, but they've seen dancing, they've heard singing in their lives. What I don't know if they've ever seen in their lives is 200 people who like each other that amount. The ava between the chevra, the ava that we have towards each other, the ava, the real, authentic love of people who just deeply like each other, appreciate each other in the most real, authentic of ways, is so powerful. We sat there, we in the airport, and then we were together for 72 hours straight. But started in the airport, dancing and singing, literally electric. Literally. If you ever know old soldiers love getting together, I've seen it in Waterbury, I've seen it my whole lives. When old soldiers get together, they have a camaraderie of friendship that normal people can't understand. Do you know what it is, people who were facing death together? Do you know what it means the guy, when you walked forward, he was covering you and shooting the enemy to protect, he had your back? Old soldiers have a friendship that very few people in the world can understand. Football players on a much less level, much less, football players, years later, they gave their bodies, their brains, their minds for the sport. Years later, a team gets together. An old team gets together. They have a tremendous friendship. It's like very, very deep. It's not like soldiers, but it's close because they gave up their lives. They literally, half of them have brain problems, stuttering, all different problems that come because of their football days. Unbelievable messianess. Their their bodies shaking. Their terrible messianess because of football. They gave it all for the sport. And they have a tremendous friendship because of what they, they were in the trenches together. Both those things are a poor muscle. The football on a lesser level, the army still yet. They're both poor examples to a group of people who honestly grew together. Who fought life's battles, who assisted each other and encouraged each other. The friendship is just so hard for a person who didn't work with somebody and try to grow and really fight through struggles of life, and really try to overcome hard things, and the feelings of success, and celebrating together with people your successes, and crying and being sad on on times that it wasn't going well, the togetherness that creates is unbelievably powerful. So that was one, that was one, Nikud, I wanted to share the, that level of friendship and camaraderie and what that creates when you're just getting together a large group of such people. One time to another, from at the, at the airport, the singing and dancing together, that was awesome, to the Kaisel Friday night, to singing at the Kaisel, it was just drunk. There's a lot of people sing often at the Kaisel. I promise this was magneting people. People were coming over. What is with this group? 200 people who like each other such. And people were coming <coughs> together at the Kaisel. Shalashud, this was something just otherworldly. The singing Shalashud, this had hundreds of people. Guys brought friends. and The singing Shalashud, this was otherworldly. There's another, there's another Nakud I want to share with Dailam. The next Nakud, Rabbi, I want to share with you. I have a tremendous frustration that I think we've secularized Chinuch, that we stop believing in process. Today we only want results and we want it now. We're not patient. We want finished products and we want it now. We've lost patience for process and progress. We like perfection. We expect a certain behavior. Those that don't live up to our behavior, we kick out of school. I know a specific school, I call it a school because it's not, it doesn't behave like yeshiva. They, they, they have a tremendous satisfaction in their product. Their product is quite good. And it always pains me because anybody who's not good like they like good, they, they send out. So their product is the ones that get it the way they like them to get it. 
And they're complaining to a nice product with unbelievable amount of carbonos. People who are cast aside and thrown aside, they're not living up to their expectations. Very little sense of progress and process, and it takes time. I spent Shabbos with a bacher who sat in my office crying in his city. Every mother said, don't hang with him. He was that kid, I promise you, sat in my office crying. In his city growing up, every mother said, don't hang with him. This guy is a ben Tyra. The amount of people, my phone, when he steps foot in America, I probably have to get another phone line. He's a ben Tyra. You're in a room of 500 people. He stands out as a fiery ben Tyra, beautiful ben Tyra, a masmid, a davener, unbelievable progress, process. People work on stuff slowly, little by little by little. I want to make a revolution here of believing in Aliyah and growth. That there's something called Aliyah. Step by step, real. You work on something, then you work on the next thing, real Aliyah. To me, the Shabbos is like a Shabbos of validation. To sit with hundreds of B'nai Torah that are gorgeous, successful, unbelievably successful B'nai Torah is something that's exhilarating to spend Shabbos with B'nai Torah that you watch, you get to see that each thing, each important thing, what it builds to, what it means, you see progress and you see a later point in progression and you see how people live who get progression. There is no mold in this yeshiva. We're not trying to make a certain type of person. I just want a growing person. I live. The only mold is authentic growth. We have all different type alumni. They're growing people. The electricity that surrounds growing people, people who are moving, they're going somewhere. The only way to describe that room, there were different kinds, different types, different yeshivas. I would say the common denominator in that room is the electricity of growth, aliyah. People who are headed somewhere, who are progressing, who are going weiter, who are pushing weiter. One of the things we had this year that we've never had before in all the years is the amounts of, of married people. The amounts of now, Baruch Hashem, there was a whole section of married, of couples, of married people. It was to see guys who have mamish worked and worked and worked and are now building families on the ideals that they've learned in Yeshiva, B'nai Torah, building beautiful families. I was Zaycha to say a share to the wives. As a matter of fact, Morty Hammer's sister is there, David Bogopolsky is his wife. David Liff and his wife were there, Chesky Silverman and his mishpachas, yeah. Khan, all the families, Avi Zern and his mishpacha, Rafal Geli and his mishpacha, all the mishpachas, Chesky Silverman, just a lot of mishpachas. But Rabbi said to see people now who are taking these ideals and they're building homes, a, 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 a sophisticated consumer of yeshivas has to ask himself what happens later on. Very shallow people, when they look into yeshivas, look at who comes in. Oh, he goes there, it's not for me. That's a very superficial consumer. Why would you look who goes there, look who comes out of there? A smart guy asks himself what happens later. It's also very nice when somebody has a good time in yeshiva. Does it stand the test of time? Will you 10 years later say, what was I doing? Okay, so I, it was very nice. I had fun then. Was it valuable? Was it meaningful? Did it give me something real that I could build later on? You could say a lot of things and do a lot of things when you're young, but you're not celebrated when you're old. Many things which cause us to laugh now will cause us to cry later. Many things. And things which now we cry about will laugh later. Things that are hard, that are tough, that maybe even moved us to tears, the struggle, later on we'll laugh and celebrate. And things that we celebrate now and think is funny, we can cry later on over. It was unbelievably encouraging and exciting to see that the things that we studied and learned, that people years later on who are building families still feel, and more so than ever feel what they got, is guiding them and leading them and relevant to them. Things they got then are relevant to them now. That was an extremely exhilarating, positive thing. There's another 
there's another thing I want to share with the Ilum. <coughs> going to Eretz Yisrael, we got to see, I got to see, Rai Ross got to see, we got to see Baruch Shem, going to Eretz Yisrael, Baruch in all different environments, and we met many people, many Rebbeim, older Chavrusas, Yugolite, and what awed me, how is Hashem takes care of every person, gets what they need. The siyata, the shmaya, for people who want, we had a matzav last year, we had literally 30 guys, we didn't know what yeshiva they were going to go to, literally 30 guys who were all growing. We needed a certain thing. We needed a certain yeshiva. We needed something. Where was it going to come from? Hashem literally sent us angels. Rev Fisher, Rev Saidi, he sent us angels, mamish. I was in Rev Fisher's yeshiva, I lost my mind. It's a gorgeous yeshiva. Raishef, the yeshiva's structured, it's serious, every guy is steiging. There was one guy out of 40 who held he's not doing so well. One out of 40. I'm sad that one we have to figure out. One after another, after, it's a yeshiva of steigers, structured. I went there, I was in from the yeshiva. But the chesed Hashem, the kindness of Hashem, we've seen Hashem sends every sincere person what they need. I'll tell you a maisa. I'm going to share this maisa is 100% true. I was going to Eretz Yisrael on Thursday. On Wednesday night, I was flying Thursday morning. Since it was a snowstorm, my wife and I decided to sleep in right by the airport hotel in the airport Wednesday night. I said we have a chance of making the plane. So Wednesday night I was going to the, air, to, the, to the hotel in the airport. Before I left, I had in my mind, I must buy Wacky Mac for Yaakov Richland. He loves Wacky Mac. So I need to bring Wacky Mac to Yisrael. Now Wacky Mac is not called Yisrael, and Kosher World only sells Chal Yisrael. But I only have time to go to Kosher World, so I said I'm going to Kosher World just to get Wacky Mac for Yaakov Richland. I am bringing him, I need to bring him. I want to bring what he likes. I'm coming with Wacky Mac. The problem is I know that Kosher World, they're not even, don't tell Rev Carr, they're not allowed to sell things that aren't Chal Yisrael. That's, they only sell, you will not find one product not Chal Yisrael in Kosher World. But I'm getting Wacky Mac, Kosher World. Those that know me know I'm crazy. I'm going there. I'm getting Wacky Mac. If he doesn't have it, he will have it. So I come to Penny. I said, Penny, I need Wacky Mac. He said, why would you think? You know I don't sell Chovis. Why would you think I have Wacky Mac? And he asked Penny if it's true. Why would you think I have Wacky Mac? Because I need Fiyako Richland. He said, okay. A month ago, a lady asked me to buy her a box of Wacky Mac, a whole box, a carton full of Wacky Macs. And then she called me back and said that she doesn't want it. So it's sitting in the back. I'm not allowed to sell it. It's yours for free. Just take the box and go. I took the box. That's not the good part of the story. That's not the good part of the story. That's bullshit. That's not the good part of the story. The good part of the story is a very close friend of mine then says to me, I promise, exactly as it happened, right after I get my box of Wacky Mac, I have some for you guys. I couldn't bring it all to Eretz Yisrael. I have some for tomorrow. I have some of the talk. I have some of my said that's not the good part of the story. The good part of the story is right after I get my box of wacky mac that the lady ordered for me a month ago, knowing anticipating my needs. The right after that, so a man's a very close friend says, You know Bederachateva, you're not going you know by nature it's there's a crazy storm. You know Bederachateva, you are not flying to Israel tomorrow. Every single flight in Kennedy Airport canceled. Kennedy did not have a plane fly out of it. Out of Newark, two planes flew out on Thursday morning. Two planes. There were about, I think somebody said, 600 cancellations. Two planes flew out. So he said, you know, Baderach Ateva, you're not flying. After I'm like, holding my box of wacky, Mac. So you know, Baderach Ateva, you're not flying. I just, I said, <laughs> thank you. I didn't say anything to the guy. In my mind, I'm thinking, do you know, Baderach Ateva, does he know any guys in the yeshiva? Do you think nature governs us? We're a yeshiva one. B'derech ha'teva. Do you know? Does he know Ruvain Levavitz? Does he know Mati Dahan? Does he know Yaakov Resnick? Yeah. Does he? <laughs> I, just, I promise you. I'm thinking B'derech ha'teva. You're not going. Does he know one guy? B'derech ha'teva. Our jobs, Rabbi Yisai, is to overcome nature. 
We're in yeshiva progress process. We're not that teva type of place. We're not that place, bederech ha-teva. The bederech ha-teva people say, my father did it, my grandfather did it, my great grandfather okay, so I'm just... Resu-. We're not that type of place. We're a place that a guy says, I'm overcoming. You know Yoel Tepler? Yoel Tepler sitting in the mirror yeshiva, he's a mass midnifla for years and years and years. You can fahar him, he's huge in learning. Do you know how he killed himself? I remember when he told me, Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, I now can learn two hours straight. He fought like a beast. He couldn't sit for two minutes straight in 10th grade. I remember when he came up to me in 12th grade and said, Rebbe, I can learn two hours straight today. He fought like a tiger. This man's telling me, B'derech HaTeva, you won't go. B'derech HaTeva, Yoel Tepler is not a Mitsuyun Sheb Mitsuyanim sitting in the mirror, steiging in Torah. And hundreds of others that are steiging, that are growing, that are developing and adding in Midas and Tfinlo and Torah. He's telling me, B'derech HaTeva, you won't go. But that's not, we're not a place that very much just says, there's a Hashem who runs the world. Our job is to beg Hashem and work our kishkazel, to do our part, to work nisim, and then we get nisim. Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef HaTzadik B'derech HaTeva was a Russia. The Gemara says that anybody who says, I have so much taiva, any Russia, any Russia, Yosef's Mechaim Yisrishon, B'derech HaTeva, we don't have Yosef HaTzadik. B'derech HaTeva, we don't have Avram Avinu. B'derech HaTeva, we don't survive, we stay in Egypt, no slave ever got out of there. We're not a people limited by Teva. We're a people limited in Teva. I wrote on the plane, I don't think I have it on me, I wrote a poem about this. Like I do when I get emotional, so I write poems. I don't think I have it on me, though. Shucks. Okay, after, I want to read it to the guys at some point. This wasn't a tweet. This was written on the poem, on the plane. I don't have it on me, but I wrote a poem about this. But our yeshiva is built on people not saying, but Teva, that's excuses, people. Our job is not to say, our job is to say, what can I do to get better, to fight, to try, to struggle, to work on ourselves. And we see Nisim. I spent the Shabbos of Nisim, a Shabbos of people who rose above their natures. That's a gorgeous Shabbos to be on people who pushed, who fought, who have grown and are growing tremendously and will continue to fight and push. That's a Shabbos to spend. To see the assistance, the nisim that Hashem performed, that says Yosef HaTzadik, B'schus Yosef HaTzadik, that he was Vayonis HaChutza, the Yom was Ra Vayonis. There's the same Lashem by the Yamsuf when it split, Hayam Ra Vayonis, the Yardin ran, and it says Vayosef HaTzadik, Vayonis HaChutza. Says Chazal, B'schus the Yosef HaTzadik nisim, Hashem works nisim. I have seen the niece this yeshiva zoichet who is wild. It's wild. I was by him Rebina. Three years ago, 50 guys needed the yeshiva. Hashem sent us a yidr of Shmuel Baron. Anybody who knows him, Baron was teaching in a Haredi yeshiva. A stark Haredi, one of the best Haredi high schools in Eretz Yisrael. Like the frumest Israeli kids, they would sit there, they would sit there like this. You know his yeshiva? They would sit there, all the Rosh Yeshiva's children would sit there, and they'd write notes to every word Rebaron said. He fell on his head, and somebody, I, he, doesn't, he can't even figure out how it happened. One day he decided he's teaching our guys, and he opened the yeshiva for our chevra. We needed a place. We get this giant. I walked into Imre Bina, it's a fierce Makam Torah. The learnings, three years ago, our guys started the yeshiva. B'nai's Hashem gave them the yeshiva. It's a stark makam Torah, on fire. It's the top, it's the top, <coughs> top, the difference between Imre Bin and Torah Chaim. They're both stark, it's fire. They're both yeshivas, you walk in and you're surprised how stark. They're both three storm on fire. The difference in the two yeshivas, Imre Bin is less revolving around Shir. They're Shiurim, they're great Shiurim. But it less revolves around sheer. It less revolves. Imre Bina less revolves around sheer. 
more guys like Yosef Feinstein finishing Shas, Yaakov Resnick learning through, Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov Resnick learns Mesechtas cover to cover, backwards, forwards, upside down, upside out, Menachem Glazer, it less revolves around Shear, there's Shearim, beautiful Shearim, but there's certain, Torah Chaim's much more, you prepare for Shear for a Seder, Night Seder, Yechaz's Shear, much more revolves around the Shear, that type, that structure, Yeshiva, in Rebina, it's more the structure, finish, chazer. Your own, each one is more individualized, more your own program. One guy do it fast, one guy slow, one guy middle. There's much more do it your way. In Teres Chaim, it's more revolving around the shear. That's, that's the short of it. But Stark Yesheva, serious. A serious place of Asma. The guys are learning... I watch a, a, a Nate Friedler sits there. He kills So Rabbi said, to see that miracle that guys have needs and Hashem just gives, supplies our needs. We're meeting angels. The whole Shabbos are meeting different people who have started Shiyur and Yeshivas for the Chevra because guys need it and Hashem sends the angels that we need to assist us. Unbelievable Chesed Hashem. But to me, this is Pashat. That when people work Nisim, Hashem makes Nisim. <coughs> Yosef HaTzadik works Nisim and he runs out and doesn't do an Aveir, even though his Teva was to do it. So Hashem works Nisim and splits the Yam for his people. That's what I've seen here. The Olam does Nisim and fights and works to grow. And Hashem works Nisim for us and gives us the things we need. That was just something unbelievable to see Hashem giving us. Opening Yeshivas to watch Rav Fisher, Rav Seidi's Yeshiva. Beautiful Makam Torah. Of any yeshiva I saw in Eretz Yisrael, the emotional support. There's something called emotional support, Rabbi say. To emotionally support. This makes me crazy. A husband will say, I, I'm a rub. So you meet, one of the things Rabbanim do is you work in Shidduch and Shalom Bayis things. A man will say to me, I don't get it. What's my wife upset? I feed her. I pay all the bills. I, I never say anything bad to her. Nothing gets me more upset when a husband says that. Because there's something called emotionally supporting another human being. To emotionally support. There are people who don't know what that means. It's a chi of daraisa. Sheira, ksusa, ainasa, loyigara. You have a mitzvah daraisa, ainasa means your wife's emotional needs. You have to support another person. Could you imagine a yeshiva that has no food? Don't say you know one. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Imagine a a yeshiva, a yeshiva with no food. It's ridiculous. You can't have it. A yeshiva without emotional support is worse than a yeshiva without food. It's a chazal. It's a gemarik subas. The gemarik subas says leven shinayim. White teeth mechalav are more important than milk. Smiling at somebody is more important. Now smiling doesn't mean. Milk. It means getting a person, believing in a person, understanding a person, emotionally supporting. The yeshiva that had the most emotional support to my untrained eyes, I believe, more than any yeshiva I saw in Eretz Yisrael, the Fishers. That was my Yosehidi. That, that was what I saw. The guys are supported. The guys, I, I want to start, Rabbi said, I want to start. I, if you all agree with me, I want to start in Klal Yisrael. We have an independent commission. We have three people, and they go around every yeshiva in the country has to get inspected. They come for weeks. They go two weeks to yeshiva. They crash whenever they want, and they rate every yeshiva as a bachar emotionally supported. Human beings need support. Emotionally supported. I want to know a bachar is there. Is he supported? If you don't serve food, they shut the yeshiva down. We're a great yeshiva, just have no place to sleep, no food, meshugah. It's meshugah not to emotionally support somebody. And you have to know how to emotionally support. Every one of us has to know. One day you can have a wife. You have to understand how to emotionally support a wife. How to be there for her, how to believe in her, how to encourage her to emotionally support your children. So I saw that in Fisher's yeshiva. What a warm, understanding, encouraging place. And you see, of course, then the guy's steiging like crazy. Happy people steig. They're so supportive, the Yaakov Hill. But I saw Rabbi say that guys, Hashem sends what people need with something remarkable to witness. The next thing I want to say, Rabbi say, 
I, gave, I give an award in Eretz Yisrael yearly. And I do the award for fun. We give an award. There's always one guy. I'm, guys are always telling me about the steiging of other guys. When I'll speak to a bacher, he says, Rebbe, you have to see how Menachem Wiener's doing. People are excited about each other's success. So I give an award. The guy the most people call about. The Bailam's excited. The word is, I, you know, Rebbe, you have to see this in this guy. You have to see a Steiging Award. So I give that award each time. This year, Nate Friedler won the award. What I want to say, Rabbi Issa, I want to say in an honest way. When I said the word Nate Friedler, the winner of the award, to say the place erupted, they went out of their minds. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that happened. I was with my parents. I, one year Pesach, I got the best singers in the world. I got Yoyev Nathan, Pini Schachter, Kalman Mandel. I got the world's greatest singers and musicians to play in my parents' shul. And we were going to have a kumzitz, the nicest kumzitz in history of the world of kumzitzes. That's what we were going to have. So, Shalash Shudas just took, there was never been a better kumzitz in the world. This Shalash Shudas is the best I ever heard in my life. I don't know if there's ever one better. This Shalash Shudas, the singing was like, it was, I've never heard better in my life. But the kids, Yoyab Nathan, let it, it's, it's a long story. But the kids are in, so my parents' shul, we were having singing, Rabbi Say. And they brought their instruments, Cholomoyed Pesach. Everybody was, I told my parents, you got to hear this. Now, the Chevre, everybody was coming in. Guys were coming from Muncie, from Brooklyn. And the Chevre was coming staggered. So we're starting a Kumzitz, a Kumzitz you don't want to miss. Beautiful songs. And all of a sudden, a Bacher walks in. Like they just started a stunning song. A Bacher walks in, he's like, Yo! Everybody runs over, slap. It's okay. So they stop. So my mother said, Shucks, okay, the most popular guy was late. You know, it happens in every yeshiva. The popular guy was late. He, okay, so they start. Let's get back. We go back to the music, and the next guy walks in. Always, yo! Woo! Blood jumping up and down. The two most popular guys are late. Sixty guys later, a ruined kumzitz, because each guy walks in. My mother said to me, what's going on here? The guys celebrate each guy. There's an appreciation for the next guy. <laughs> I want to say over Shabbos, and you, over Shabbos to see it, I promise you the guys wanted to know, when I was reporting back, you know how many guys asked me how Yismo, is it true we hear about Yismo, I said it's true. I said if another guy, I told him if another guy asked me about Shuli, I'm leaving. Enough, The guys hung on every word of what's happening here. The care that guys have, one chaver for the other, is something that's incredible. The real reus, the sense of appreciation, one for another. How guys care and celebrate each other's success is something gorgeous. Now I want to tell you, always when I go to Eretz Yisrael, I see Ashkocha. You talk about wacky Mac, about a plane that flies out. I want to tell you Ashkocha's story. This is unbelievable. This is a story, again, this story you could verify by Ray Oberlander, ask him, he'll be here tomorrow, ask him if it's true. Ray Oberlander, we gave out, at the event, we gave out a siddur to the bracham, we gave out different, different stuff that guys can carry away from the Shabbos, we gave out a siddur to each guy, the yeshiva logo, we gave out a megillah, Purim is coming in a month, so we gave out a megillah, we gave out different things. So, Ray Oberlander wanted to write something on behalf of us both in the Siddur. So he asked me, he said, could I write something? Could I write? That's sure. So he said, could you look it over? I said, whatever you write's good. He said, no, I need you to correct it. So in the Siddur, it said to our Talmudim, and it said a letter. I said, the whole letter is beautiful, excellent. To our Talmudim, you can't write. <coughs> I said to him, how do you call the book from our Talmudim? He agreed with me, a Talmudim? He said, we're awed by the guys. It's painful. When Mati Dahan says Rebbe, I'm like embarrassed, I'm like blushing. <laughs> this guy spoke the amount he knows, the fire of Asmada, of Kedusha. When he says Rebbe, Menachem Glazer says Rebbe, I'm like, <laughs> Rebbe. 
I'm a Talmud of you. I'm a Talmud Mufaka. He says, Rebbe, my Nasus, you have to let him say, Rebbe. But I, I can never say Talmudim. The guys steig, they grow. Nachmi Lefkwitz, you call a Talmud? Is it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. He's not here. He's not here. He happens to be in Eretz Yisrael. It wasn't the flat, and he's not here. You can't call a guy. A guy worked on himself and fought to become what he become. You know, a Talmud? I'm a Talmud. To, to, to my rebellion, I said, if you want to write, to, say, you can't write to our Talmudim. You want to write, you write to our Yedidim. Tar Hevra, you did is a beloved. Yad, yad, handed. Oh, you did him. That's, so he said, you're 100% right, and he switched it. But I had such simcha, right? Kaufman, Rosh Hashiva Shlita, was speaking over Shabbos. Friday, you can't make this up. We had the Sidurim in front of us. And right Kaufman was speaking, the Rosh Hashiva Shlita. So he said, I want to read, I want to tell you a letter from Rabbi Kivager. And he said the following letter. You couldn't make it up. What the Sidurim in front of us? He said this letter from Ricky Vager that I would like to read to you. The letter from Ricky Vager says as follows. Enclosed my son. I'm reading in English. It's an exact quote from the Hebrew of Ricky Vager. Enclosed my son, as per your request, is a package of responses, a package of letters. Ricky Vager's children were publishing letters that Ricky Vager wrote. People would write in Shilas, and he'd send back Jewish. You will notice that many of those who sent me halacha questions studied in my yeshiva. Some were from the period of when I was in the holy city of Lissa, in the tent of Tyre, established me by your grandfather, my noble and righteous father-in-law. Some were from a later period when I was in the holy city of Friedland. And some were from my current community's yeshiva. Make sure, says Yekivager to his son, make sure not to refer to any of them as a disciple. Not to refer to them in the second person. I have never called any person my student. Kivega said, I never called a person my student. My reason being that I do not know who learned more from whom. And he said, if you ever see that it has the title Talmud, you should know I didn't put it, the transcriber put it there. And my beloved son, please fill my request, even if it's difficult for you, never ever call a guy my student when you're writing my notes. He says, I told Rabbi Oblin that I noticed in my life, now don't, if you ever hear Rabbi say Talmud, don't judge him. And I don't say never, don't say never. It's a certain person who says the word, you will, you will not hear right, right, you will not hear a ground scene, you will not hear right Russ, you will not hear right mistake. They do not say, my Talmudim, they're too odd by you to say my Talmudim. You won't hear... A yid like with Geisler, a yid like with Geisler and Eretz Yisrael, you will not hear him say, my Talmud, Kemat ever. A good Rebbe, you Kemat, I don't say never, my Shalom. Go and observe the rest of your life. Save Alama, go learn, Mesh. And you'll notice that a good Rebbe will rarely say, my Talmud, rarely. Once in a while, like it came up, he doesn't, he Kemat doesn't mean it. You'll see who the type who's always saying, my Talmud, my Talmud, my Talmud. <laughs> you, yeah, you, tell me that you should. You watch a guy like Shuli. You watch a guy work in a serious way. I say, you watch a person who's killing himself to become a ben Tyra, who's fighting to grow. You can't. You, you're telling me. You, you, you're kidding. You, you, what are you saying? You see a person killing to grow. I say, my, I want to say my Rebbe. You would come out funny. You'd come at people would think you're restrained. So you say my you did my beloved. You say. My, my Yedid Choli, the way Shtaigen. So that was the Ashtocha story I saw there in Eretz Yisrael. I saw that. I, <laughs> trying, I'm trying my best to give over. I'm trying. I, over Shabbos, we were Zoycha over Shabbos that a few of the Bachram who learned in Yeshiva spoke. And guys spoke beautifully. It, 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 it's, a, it's very important to me, guys. People being produced in this space, Medrash, are such sincere, and growers, very inclusive people. 
And Rabbi said, it's so important to me that guys learn to articulate pro- properly. It's important to me that guys can articulate Torah and Torah ideas. That guys should be able to... Mati Dan's a massive Talmud Chachman. He learned how to speak. The guy, can, the guy spoke to... Yaakov whispered, my son whispered in my ears. He, he, he said he's, he's spitting fire, he said. He's spitting fire. What was coming out of his mouth, Avi, Avi Lachman spoke. What? So articulate. It's important to me, Rabbi Say, that the guys learn to articulate. I feel there's so much to offer here. There's so much sincerity and growth. It's a push. I want to say another observation over Shabbos, guys. And I want everybody to hear this. Somebody will come to a Waterbury Seum, and you hear a guy is screaming loudly. <coughs> making a, or even a Waterbury Seum, and a guy is screaming loudly. So a very superficial person says, I don't get what's so... What, she's loud. I don't even like loud. What's beautiful about Waterbury is not that a guy is being loud. Most of us aren't so loud. What's beautiful is the loud guys allowed to be loud. What's beautiful is there were many Bachman. I was sitting there at Shabbos with hundreds of gorgeous B'nai Torah that objectively people are amazed by. And I'm thinking how many of them had somebody who said, don't go to Waterbury, it's dangerous, they're too many, they're too inclusive. And I'm thinking to myself, did the inclusivity hurt? I wonder that the siyata, the shmayu we have here is because we're inclusive. Because we're inclusive. It's not only, it's not an elitist mentality. Everybody's about, I love the way the B'nai Torah, a guy steiging, he doesn't look down at anybody, he doesn't exclude others, he doesn't push another away. Come also, he encourages the next. Who knows the siyata, the shmayu were zeicher. I was happy, I made something for the 12th grade. I made something in the 12th grade. I felt the Chabur needed some. The guys were upset at me. How do you separate the 12th grade? And it ended up looking worse because I was happy. Some guys just went. If, if there is something in Yeshiva, I'm entitled. There's no exclusivity here. So then I looked even worse by guys I told not to go. I told some guys not to go. I, said, I felt it was the 12th grade. But I was proud of the guys who made a macha. And then I was proud guys who didn't go at Tainas on me. It was right. They were right. The yeshiva's just, we're not, we're not like that. We're not, not for you. It's yes for you. It's a place of inclusivity. I sat there this Shabbos looking at great people and asking myself, did it hurt or did it help? And have to draw the conclusion that the greatness, guys, is for the inclusivity. The Mishnah says, Hamidu Talmidim Harbe, Bimaimid many Talmidim. Says Chazal, because you don't know who's going to become great. And we're so hoardy to think we do know. We don't know. We don't know. Pull in. Pull in. Get in. Pull in. You should know. They wanted to know in the yeshiva. When I went, met with him, Rebina, they were, they're so moved by Naftali Friedler. So they wanted to, they want to go over who's coming next year. So they said to me, there was one bacher you said is like Naftali Friedler. Who is he? I just send him here. Said Yisrael Norm. They said he's things I saw that I want to share. I'm thinking of a specific bacher, but I saw this on many bachram. I asked my son, when I might say Shabbos, my son is quite perceptive, Seattle the Shmaya. So I said to my son in the hotel, late might say Shabbos, four in the morning. Four in the morning, I said to my son, you just saw what I saw. I said, give me a guy. Give me a guy that you're impressed by his aliyah. Give me a bacher that you're... See, so he looked at me. He said, I normally have an answer. He's, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, I normally have an answer to that. He said, he said Abba, Tati calls me. He said, Tati, I just saw a whole place full of Ali. Like, you're, it's like walking into a room that's just stacked. 
from bottom to the top of gold coins and asked when they walk, did you see any gold coins? Did I see it? Could you pick out a gold coin? It's a room full of gold coins. See, he couldn't, he couldn't pick anybody out. He was like, what what he saw. But I, see, he said, you give me a name. So I told him a name. There's a bacher. A lot of guys can settle. A lot of guys can settle. A certain bacher is a good guy. He could have gotten married two years ago, He's a mature guy. He's a goodie. Then go off. His mommy's proud of him. His daddy's proud of him. Everybody's proud of him. But he wanted to become a bentayr, a tamut chacham. He wanted more. And learning did not come easy. And he could have said, okay, you know, I'm a good guy. He could have retired a good guy two years ago and gone to college, a good guy. But he wanted to be a tamut chacham. He wanted more. I saw this a lot. I'm thinking about one guy, but I saw it a lot. And he worked, and he's learning basmada today. It's easy for a guy to settle and say, I, can't, I won't be a I'll be a good guy. I'm not going to give up on that. A masmid I won't be. You know how many guys I, I saw who thought a masmid I won't be or a masmidim today? Mamish masmidim. Enjoying Torah. Enjoying Torah. Uh, this wasn't the name I was just talking about. But to be with Menachem Wiener, we all know he's the biggest Baal Chesed probably that she'd ever had. A Baal Chesed, a caring person. He sits and learns Torah. He sits and learns Torah. First Seder, second Seder, and enjoys it. And enjoys Torah. With, a, with work, with a person little by little. A Mishnah, a Perik, a guy describing to me how much Mishnah. He told me I should come back. One of the, one of the Baruchim told me I should come back here and push Mishnah a lot. This guy's learning Mishnah after he knows a tremendous amount of, of, of Mishnahis. But he worked hard. Now he read he's on to Gemara Be'il and Mesechtas. Guys who are working hard, who aren't settling. They're not just settling. We're not a place of normal. We're a place of miracle. We're a miraculous place. We're not a place of teva, of nature. We're lamalamana teva. I want to say, what I, I, I kept the guys a long time. We do have to get to supper. I want to say to the guys, Rabbi Isai, you who agrees. I want to say... <laughs> I want to say to the Chevra Rabbi Isai that, that going to Eretz Yisrael, certainly, my mind thinks about the 12th graders and the yeshivas, and so there was a lot of conversation there with the yeshivas that next year's guys. I do say, Rabbi say, each person to move forward. We're, we're at a point of this man, Rabbi Isai, there are six weeks, one month is Purim, there are six weeks left to the, left to Pesach, to the Pesach man. A month to Purim, and then two weeks after Purim of Zman. And I want to say to the guys, it's time for everybody to step up. I was watching a baseball game. My son used to have to go to the hospital once a month. And we'd have to be there for six, seven hours. So what I used to do, being the Met fan that I am, so I would time it that we'd go to the hospital on the night of a Met game. We'd get to watch a Met game often, not always, depending on the season. But often I'd watch once a month, once or two months, me and my son would go to the hospital together and we'd watch a Met game. So we were watching a pitcher pitch. And the whole game, he ne- they showed the fastballs of the pitcher. He never threw one pitch above 96 miles an hour. It was the seventh inning, it was two hours. And I said it was, it was, it was an 0-1 count. And I said to Menachem, ask Menachem Kelsh if the story is exactly accurate. I said, Menachem, the next two pitches will be 98 miles an hour. He said, Tati, the guy hasn't thrown above 96, not once this whole game. I said, I guarantee you 98 and 98 next two pitches. I promise you. 98, 98, struck him out, walked off the mound. So he said, how do you know that? So I said, anybody who knows baseball, I'm not talking about regular pitchers, good pitchers. A regular pitcher is not true. A good pitcher, anybody who knows baseball, the whole game he's conserving because he has to pitch a game. The good pitchers, he was at 108 pitches in the seventh inning. He is, his manager is not letting him pitch to eighth after 110 pitches. He knows, I know any intelligent baseball guy knows he's coming out. When you're coming out, you don't save anything in the tank. You just let it out. Always, the good pitcher, the last few pitches, the last few batters will amp it up. Always. Anybody who knows baseball knows it's like a fact. So he was, it was that, it was the last, and, and if you follow the game, this was it, and he knows, it's, it's it. So he's not, he's not pitching for another five days. There's nothing to say. Then they ice their arms. Five days later, he's pitching. 98, 98, good afternoon, good night. 
struck him out, he goes to the dugout. That's how good pitchers work. Lahavdo Rabbi say. Yitzi, I want Yitzi, I want you to hear this. I'll tell the person to call me. Mom's gonna be so mad. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> tell her I want you to hear this. Yeah. 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 But I want, like this, Rabbi said, like this. Like this, Rabbi said, that's on baseball pitching. Rabbi said, in life, everybody says it's a long span. So to let it out, you have to conserve. At this point, there's no more long span. There's a month till Purim, two weeks after the span. It's time for 98 mile an hour fastballs. There's no conserving. I want to say to the 11th grade, it's time to step up. The 12th grade is carrying itself gorgeous. The 11th grade is not living up to things. Not enough yet. Not enough. I want to see by Tfilos more 11th graders, by Shachras. Why should Shmuel be alone? Join him. I want to see more 11th graders by Tfilos. Let's go! In a short while, you're carrying... The yeshiva is going on your shoulders in a short while. It's time, Rabbi Say. It's time to step up. It's time to step up. It's time for guys to push harder. It's time, Rabbi Say, in Eretz Yisrael. Everybody was talking. Shua went back to Eretz Yisrael. Shua Roth went back. He said, you have to see the 10th grade. He was going wild with that. And he's right, he is. But it's time for 10th to step up, 11th to step up. It's time for guys to push. There's no later, there's no... In a, few, in a little while longer, you're going to be asked to carry the yeshiva. It's really, really time for guys to step up. Minyanim should be fuller. We're a yeshiva of advancement. And I'm asking Stark the 98 mile an hour fastball. <coughs> and if you've been doing 98 till now, so give it, give, let's go with the 100 mile. Let's, go, let's know I hit and do 100 miles an hour. But Lemaisa, Rabbi said, Lemaisa, I'm asking the Stark, both the 12th grade. The 12th grade, this is, this is our opportunity. In the Yeshiva Baruch Hashem, each year, hands off to the next year. This is your chance. This is the, this is the last period for the 12th grade. <coughs> hand off to the next years. So I ask the 12th graders to step up their game. The 11th, the 10th, it's a, it's a good point in the Yeshiva for everybody to step up. Night Seder's been geschmacked. Filois, we have to be mechazek. Both Shachris, 840 Shachris here, to step up to 840 Shachris. Mencha, 305, the best, if a guy is work at the best, is to daven 305, not a different minion, that's the yeshiva's minion. Guy is, has an oynes for some reason, to be mechazek, the 305 minion, the rebbeim shiurim, to be mechazek, the rebbeim shiurim, to really make a greater effort to come to shir, serve to continue night center, to really keep a schedule, English also. Just to get more schedule, to get in the schedule. So I am asking from everybody, of course, the yeshiva to continue advance. We're a yeshiva typically of, of things don't get weaker as the year gets on, things get stronger as the year gets on. <coughs> I do want to say that the excitement, guys there are always concerned about the matzah in the yeshiva. And Baruch Hashem, because guys came back, Shua Ruth, Yaakov Buff, the rave reviews there about the guys, the only was start. You guys were excited about the We will Hashem there will be there will be Gishmaka things coming. We are starting next week. Before the off shots. Next week is game number one of the football league. Yeah. By Friday, by Friday here and in the gym. Beis Hashem, the teams will be posted by Friday. We're going to play a lot of games indoors. We have a stadium indoors that we play a lot of the games. Later in the season, when the weather allows it, we'll play here. We'll play outdoors, but early in the season. Next week already, the games will be indoors, Beis Hashem. That will begin next week. Uh, definitely should play soccer. We made it the end yeah, of football. Yeah, football. Yeah, the game. <laughs> <laughs>
I wanted a... There's so many... I'm like bursting with things from the Shabbos. I'm literally bursting with the things from the Shabbos. But the, that Nikud Rabbi say, the amount that each person brings to the yeshiva, the amount that each person gave to the yeshiva, is something that's amazing. I got a letter... I got a letter from a bacher. And this Bakr, I thought he did well here. I didn't agree with everything in the letter, but he wrote a letter that I that when I was here I didn't succeed. And I I didn't agree with him. But ironically he said, I'm five thousand miles away and I'm long I'm been out already a while. And he said, I'm gaining more than ever from the Yeshiva. Things I learned then are going in now. But that sense how much guys the continuous but I want to bring back to you is the continuous growth of the guys is awesome. Anybody who knows me knows one of the worst things I like when a, if a speaker, sometimes you have a speaker who comes and he's talking about a Valchova. He says, I met this guy yet here down to here and he was fry and today he's in Bnei Brak in the Koyal Chazanesh. Now what he tries to communicate to you is that the guy sits there today and like automatically learns, automatically davens, like he's like this sadik with no Yetzirah today. And there's no such a thing. I'm not reporting that to you on the guys in Eretz Yisrael. They're struggling because all of life is a struggle. I'm struggling, he's struggling, they're struggling. All of life is a battles. I'm not reporting to you on guys who are just sitting there with no Yetzirahs. I met 250, 300 guys with Yetzirahs that are still fighting. They're still fighting and being Mikadashim Shemayim with the fight. And I want to close by saying to the guys as follows that what most impresses me, you fight, you bring kid to Shemayim, and you advance. I have seen so many people get out of the ring. They're getting hit hard in the early ranks. I see boxing's becoming a little in on our thing, not with each other, please. But we have a boxing bag. And a guy's getting pounded around. You see people who leave the ring. You leave the ring, you lost. And you see people who stay in there. They stay in there, they win. Stay in there, stay in there. I saw guys, I saw you years from now, steiging like crazy. I met you. I saw you in Eretz Yisrael, steiging, growing, and still fighting. Stay in there, but all of a sudden, the enemy is real. He's the one bleeding, not you. Stay in the ring, Rabbi. I can't stand when people quit. Anybody who knows about addiction, Rabbi, say, please, I know I've gone way too long. But anybody who knows about addiction, Hevra, if you know about addiction, one of the great voices of addiction, <coughs> Rabbi, I gave up. Ooh, that's all addiction talking. I mean, you give up. You're done. You, you wrote Hashem, please take me. I'm dying. I'm yours. There's no such thing. It's stupidity. That's stupidity. It's one of the ugliest voices of addiction. I've given up. What the addict's really saying is he has a taiva, he has weakness, and he's allowing, he's giving a header to his weakness. I gave up. It's now I'm allowed to do. That's a voice of an addict. Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. Fight, Rabbi say. Fight the fight. Stay in there and struggle and work and win. Fight the fight. Keep fighting. I met you years from now fighting beautifully and successfully and happily. That's what I saw. So that's what I want to say to everybody here. Fight the fight. Stay in there and fight the fight. I want to welcome every single Bacher back. I want to mention a couple of names. A couple of names. We have a Bacher in the Yesheva who's sweet, who's extremely smart. And I'm just honored that he's here. And I want to welcome Ezra Sestak. I'm on the 11th graders. Thank you. I'm on the 11th graders to come where I want to say there's been one 11th grader who's here a lot by Phyllis in the base Medrash. And I asked him, I asked him as the head of the 11th grade to demand from the, le- the rest of the 11th graders. In Eretz Yisrael, a lot of guys were asking me. A lot of guys were saying, who is Yehuda Shrimmer? Who is this guy? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
patty. Very patty. My brach, I'll end Rabbi I'll close, and then we'll go to supper. Night said be normal, 7.30, Meyer of 8.30. But I want to just close the bracha to everybody here. And honestly, we should all be zeichet to be aliyah, to really be grown people, and to stay grown all our lives to be grown people. Have an excellent night, Rabbi